Coast and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dice, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And the name of the episode today, Women versus Women. It's Women's History Month, but there is a dynamic I have witnessed over the course of my career in banking that cannot be denied, and I am going to talk about it today. If you think it's mansplaining, I've got news for you. That's the only way I know how to explain things because I am a man. And if you think that should exclude me from talking about this, let me remind you of something else. I am a free man, and I will say what I want. I have interviewed dozens of women over the past couple of weeks talking about what we're going to talk about today, a dynamic within the American workplace, again, that I've witnessed with my own eyes and ears, women undercutting, backstabbing, gossiping, and curtailing the ascension of other women. Specifically, in my opinion, for the alleged crime, wait for it, for being attractive. I've said to many of you on the phone, I think the most discriminated person in the American marketplace today is the attractive woman. Now, for you women's studies professors and people that were tutored by them in college who were screaming at your telephone, well, who are you to say what is attractive? I am to say what is attractive to me, and that is all I'm commenting on. The old row, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, it's my eye, and it's what I have beheld. And everything I'm going to tell you today is true. I had wanted to bring some people on the show to talk about this, but in reality, some, some ladies were very reluctant to talk about this on the air, and so out of deference to that, I'm going to do this on my own. And if you've got a problem with a guy like me doing a show like this, you can do your own. We've been doing this show for 12 years and no one has ever told me what I can and cannot talk about it. And if you'll just listen, I think you'll agree that everything I'm saying is true. Because again, all of this is based on things that I have witnessed with mine own eyes and ears. And so we're going to talk about it as candidly and honestly as possible, because we're going to talk about women's history. This is an element in the dynamic between women that is almost never discussed. It is a common thing, according to the women, over two dozen women that I've talked to, it is very, very common, but rarely discussed. And so I'm going to do it, and we're going to do it all right after this. For over 12 years, conference quality information without the bad hotel food, the expensive airport food, and without the expense report. This is the Power of Performance Podcast. With flaming locks of auburn hair, with ivory skin and eyes of emerald green. 
Uh, yes, a little Dolly Parton on your Wednesday morning. In case you're wondering, I've actually done a women's history show way back when, when the show was being co-hosted by Dr. Troy Hall from South Carolina Federal Credit Union. We have only done one one-hour show in the 12-year history of this show, and it was called Yes, She can. And we interviewed three or four women in the credit union marketplace that were CEOs of credit unions. And we just talked about the dynamic of women leadership and why, in my opinion, at least, it, I see far more women CEOs in the credit union marketplace than I do in banking. However, at the time, very few of those women were at the big multi-billion dollar credit union. So it was a very, very interesting show. I have the link right there in the episode description. I think this goes back to 2013 or 2014. Okay. If you will join me at Norwest Banks, Midland, Texas, circa late 1980, 1998, excuse me. I was in the army in 1988, 1998. Uh, I'm working. I'd started off as a corporate trainer, did well with that, was invited by the president of the Midland market to come up and be a quote unquote real Banker, you have to remember this is all before internet banking and bill pay. There is no internet, there's no mobile app, there's no social media. This is old school transactional banking. Well, because I'd been a sales trainer, I used all of those techniques that I had trained and was very, very successful in the retail platform, which is what we called it the platform banking. And I get promoted to my dream job downtown in Midland, Texas, as a private banker. Okay, a private banker basically does what we all do now on the Internet. I had 100 customers, some of our most wealthy customers, and basically I was there just to be their financial concierge. You need a money transferred into the account. Don't don't drive down to the bank. Call me. I'll do it. And so that's what I did all day. You have to remember in those days, a jumbo CD, a hundred thousand dollars CD, it was paying up to six percent interest. And that's what I did all day long. I called on people. I knew anybody that $100,000 jumbo CD at our bank probably had one somewhere else. But because people were worried about FDIC, a lot of times they would just spread these CDs all over the place. Well, I would call and, you know, go through my whole spiel. Hey, we're Northwest Banks, we're not going to go bad. We, you know, we've got a blimp. We have a bowl game that we sponsor. And of course, Northwest Banks didn't go under. But they did, in fact, sell out to Wells Fargo, which I assume was the plan all along. Well, within that bank, there was a lady, and I'm going to call her Jolene. That is not her real name, but I don't know if she still works there, and I doubt she would ever hear this podcast. But just in case, and in deference to her, since I have not seen this person in 20-some-odd years, uh, she certainly didn't give me permission to talk about this. So I'm just going to use the name Jolene. Jolene is living in Midland, Texas. She's worked at the bank for a long time. Before it was Norwest Banks, it was the first National Bank of Midland. And she's from what they call the old school bank. You know, she was there when the bank changed names to Norwest Banks. Jolene is single, unmarried, probably in her early to mid-30s at the time. So right there, in the Bible Belt of Midland, Odessa, Texas, for many women, that's one strike against her. Oh my goodness, she's not even married. I don't know if she'd ever been married. I didn't discuss that kind of things with my coworkers in those days. Now, I'm going to be as delicate as I can about this. 
Jolene was simply stunning. She did not dress unprofessionally. She dressed very professionally. But her build, speaking of Dolly Parton, she would have had to wear a barrel over her. She, she, she just was stunning. She had curves and more curves to spare. She was a beautiful woman. And she was treated terribly because of it. Yes, men at the bank would occasionally make a remark about her and her appearance. But the things that the women said about her to me, things that were not true, she was the trophy wife of somebody. She wasn't married. She was living with a wealthy oil millionaire. That wasn't true. She had gotten her job by sleeping around. Don't know if that was true either. She was professional. She was good at what she did. But behind her back, women said some of the most cutting, biting, nasty things about her. I left the bank in 1999. I don't know if she's still there or how long she remained. But that was my first introduction to this dynamic. It was not the last. 20 years later, at one of my banking clients, a young lady has been hired into the marketing department. And because my product and services are doing branded podcasts for banks and credit unions all over the country, I'm often paired up with a marketing person or a marketing assistant. And that's how it worked at this particular community bank in the American South. This is this first, this young lady's first job out of college, and it's a good one. It's a great job to have. As we all found out during COVID-19, having a job at the bank was a great job to have because she didn't lose it. I visited the bank um, a year before COVID-19 hit in 2019 and in 2021. And in each case, this young lady, her name's not important, this young lady told me about the constant struggle she was having with other women at the bank. Again, this young lady, she was only 23 or 24 years old. She had been on the dance team at her college, her university. She was vivacious. She was bubbly. And yes, once again, she was very curvaceous. However, never dressed inappropriately, never did anything that was flashy. She was basically condemned by other women once again for the crime of being attractive. Now, I have to say, I am one man who has lived in two centuries. And many times that 20th century that I grew up in still wreaks havoc with my perception there is a young lady that we're trying to get on the show. I saw her picture. I saw her title. And I thought, man, this would be a great person to get on the show. And had, had listed in her title, Chief Information Officer. Because of the picture and because of the title, Chief Information Officer, I assumed she was a public relations person. Well, that's not true. She is actually in charge of a gigantic credit union's technology Thousands and thousands and thousands of people probably doing millions of transactions every week. She's responsible for all that technology. 
yes, I know I have some gender bias in me. I'm honest about it. That's the difference. I admit it. When I hear Vice President of Commercial Lending and Business Banking, I envision a guy. When I hear Teller Supervisor, I envision a woman. Again, that is just that 20th century culture because we are who we were working against me. As I've told people, I, when I see things, I say, if this is what it means to be woke, I'm going back to sleep. But I don't think this is an issue of wokeness. I admit, I fully admit to having some of these gender biases that are unintentional. It's simply generational with me, and I mean no offense by it. But what appears to me, the diversity, equity, inclusion efforts that go on are always about preventing people like me from making those unintentional mistakes. But it ignores the intentional cruelty, in some cases, that I've seen visited upon women by other women. Between Jolene and this young marketing assistant, 20 years apart, in between, I could spend four hours on this podcast telling you stories just like this. And so, for Women's History Month, if we're going to be consistent, if we're going to say that women deserve respect and to be treated equally, and I agree that they do, then we have to be honest about this as well. I would welcome any and all feedback on this. If you want to come on the show and tell me that I'm wrong, that this dynamic does not occur in the American workplace, be my guest. Literally, you're always welcome on this show. Next week, I'll be doing a first time ever uh, Women's History Month special called a picture podcast. I'm going to share one picture and do a podcast about it, and you do not want to miss this show. I was so disappointed that so many of you that posted pictures for Women's History Month, where you did your level best to get one of each, every color, glasses, no glasses, hair up, hair down, tattoos, no tattoos, I didn't see one picture that included a female veteran. I'm going to take care of that next week. My name is Jason Dias. Thank you so much for listening to a special edition of the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asked the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? This is one truth that cannot be denied. The greatest threat to the viability of your brand is not from your external competitors. It is internal. And when you have people working against each other, whether it's men and women or women versus women, it is undercutting your overall message. It is undercutting your strategy and your tactical plans. And we have to have an honest discussion about it. And I was happy to get it started. Until next we speak, I'll talk to you all next week. Take care. Since you've been gone.